Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. An interesting question. What is the role of leadership at the position of quarterback? An interesting answer from Bobby Houck and recruiting in the state of Montana and what Montana State has done lately to get some more guys from the state of Montana into Bozeman. It is to tell new one is on 1029 ESPN radio and SWX Montana television across the state. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you here on a Monday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula highway 83 in Sealy. And they have been in business for 30 years. That's right. All month long July, which only by the way, has three days left in it. They are celebrating. 30 years in business by offering you up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. On the World Wide Web, you heard of that thing? What a gadget, huh? What a gizmo that deal is. 1029ESPN.com. It's a website. It's the main website on the web. You go there, you get all the things that you need, including this show live via the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to call, you can, and you're going to need to today because we're going to have some fun. 329-1899, 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. First hour of the show, as we do every Monday, is the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. And we're going to talk today about quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference at Montana, Montana State. The situation set and ready to go is, uh, you know, presumably at the University of Montana. The situation far from settled uh, over in Bozeman and Montana State, uh, and yet several potentially very good options uh, at Montana State. So it could be a, a great quarterback situation. It could be a... Uh, I don't think it would be an abysmal quarterback situation. I think it'd be a good one, but it could be also be an unsettled one, which would maybe not be the ideal situation. We will find out here in the next month or so uh, how things shake out as uh, camp begins on uh, Monday in Missoula. Is it starting on Monday as well, August 4th for both schools? Or Sunday, rather, I guess it is. Well, it's interesting how both schools do it. They're both going to report on Sunday. Yeah. The Cats will have a double on Monday, and then the Grizz – as we know, Coach Houck is very keen on details, repetition, and refusing to let anything that might seem tedious become tedious. Because if you let it become tedious, it is. Because they practice, the, the first hour of practice, by everything I've seen, is the exact same as it was 10 years ago under Coach Houck. I think that's why you know it's the discipline of getting better. But what I'm getting at is that they use that, that first day camp, August 5th, 
to straight up just do meetings about how things are going to go. Here is where you need to be. Here's the expectations. They did this last year. Just there's no, there's no, it's all mental. Mm-hmm. Here's where, here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going to be. Here's where you need to be. We will not tell you again. Get right, there, get right, it done. Right. And it's kind of an acclamation. It's a reminder to the older guys and an acclamation for the younger guys. And then, you know, you better be when your feet hit the grass at the River Bowl, you better be running because you know Coach Houck's going to run to and from practice every single day. Yeah, that's uh, one reason why I can't play for the Grizzlies. Uh, <laughs> I can't run to or from anything. If you would like to rob me, you're welcome because there's no way I'm getting away. Uh, so we will uh, talk about uh, the quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference, specifically, obviously, Montana, Montana State, but uh, also some good ones out there and also some question marks, some guys that could be good that we're kind of trying to figure out. So we'll get through some of that. We will hear uh, from one of those quarterbacks, Case Cookus uh, from uh, Northern Arizona, as we will talk about here in about a half an hour, the dark horses in the Big Sky Conference and where uh, we think some of these teams might end up. We obviously have the preseason rankings uh, out uh, uh, ahead of us, but are there some of those teams that occupy that middle ground? specifically through the lens of Northern Arizona with a new coach, but a returning, you know, all-conference type of quarterback where they could end up. The the teams that win between three and five league games every year are actually the teams that have as big of an impact on the league race as anybody else. Because, sure. because when you if you just go four and four in the league, there's a good chance that you beat one of the contenders. Mm-hmm. And if you did, then you might have knocked them off the top rung. Look at Idaho State last year. When they beat Montana State in Pocatello, that put Montana State's back against the wall. Montana State had to win out to get into the playoffs. But that also cost Montana State any illusion of winning the Big Sky Conference Championship. Montana State was just purely into try to get an at-large bid in the playoffs. Right. And Idaho State ends up not making the playoffs, and they end up with the identical record as Montana State in league. But their five league wins last year, Idaho State's, that's completely unpredictable. Nobody had an Idaho State win in five league games. And that gives every, you know, there's many teams that suffer losses along the way because of that. So I think that the teams that win, you know, the, the teams that are at the bottom, they're not knocking off anybody. It's the teams in the middle that come up and steal one or two. And I, I think that, we, you know, we've talked about the, the tiered uh, landscape of the league this year. But I do think that there, to me, there are two teams that are mysteries above all else. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the second segment. Very good. So we'll get that. And uh, in the next hour, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Brooke Caps, Brooks Kapka uh, just ran right through Rory McIlroy on his way to winning a tournament that, hey, guess what? It wasn't a major. It was, however, a WGC event with everybody there. So we will talk about that just a little bit. Not going to spend a ton of time on it. We will also get into some NFL stuff. A.J. Green out six to eight weeks with a torn, with torn ligaments in his ankle. Shocked. And Dolphins have uh, made their first firing of the year. One, One week. week. One week. I in, mean. And we're already down an offensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins. I mean. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I mean, it's just... It's Remember just, when the Dolphins were one of the proud franchises in the NFL? No, actually, you don't, because no. it was before you were born. Well, it was... But there was a time... You know, I was alive when Dan Marino was doing his thing, but not alive enough to remember it, you know? Well, I'm talking about way before that. Oh, you know, 72, yeah. sure. I mean, you, you talk about in the... I mean, they were a proud franchise when I mean, Dan Marino was... I mean, Don Shula is one of the great coaches sure. in the history of football. One of the Dons, man. I mean, one in the, the 60s and 70s, and it, up until that year when Marino led them to the brink of the Super Bowl, the, the Dolphins were nothing but uh, awesome. Right. And then when Dan Marino just sort of guided them through a lackluster, underachieving era, then... They've just been the same since, which is just crazy. They've just been stuck in the land of mediocrity. Well, you know why? It's it's their colors. You can't win football games in just seafoam green. It's not possible. Um, <laughs> we will do that also. This is where we're going to have some fun next hour uh, at about uh, 530. We are uh, going to start this week. This is going to be fun. Name that tune. We are going to register four of you over the course of this week and early next week to go to see the B-52s uh, next Thursday at the Kettle House Amphitheater. That's right, the B-52s. Uh, and uh, and you can go see that. They were good. Uh, they, they're good, and they were they started get rocking and rolling about the time that the Miami Dolphins did, too. 
They've been doing it a long time, <laughs> uh, the B-52. So we're going to send somebody to the Kettle House Amphitheater. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do name that tune. Everybody that registers, you get a pair of Osprey tickets. So nobody's walking away empty-handed here. We're going to play a uh, snippet of a song for you. Call in. You tell us the uh, name of the song, the artist, and you will be entered to win. We're only going to register four people. So you're already going to have a one in four chance of going to the show. You want to go, you know somebody wants to go call in and uh, play the game with us in the next hour. Uh, also, it's worth ma- making the PSA, but there is no, I know, please sit down if you're not. There is no two tell Nuanas Thursday and Friday this week. Coulter and I are on vacation Thursday, Friday this week. Coulter will be back with you Monday. I, in fact, will not be here on Monday. I will be back on Tuesday uh, of next week, but we will do uh, the uh, the Name That Tune uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, and then on Monday next week, and then Tuesday we will make the selection and give the tickets away. So we will uh, have have some fun with this concert that's coming up. Going to be a good one. One on Regime Seabrook's list as he was in here. So this is one he wanted to go to. Uh, this year, and he's a man who knows some music, and so uh, this is one that uh, I'm with him on. It will be a, a really fun show at the Kettle House Amphitheater, uh, thanks to Log Jam Presents. Lasting Wednesday, this Wednesday, we've been. This will be our third site. Come down and join us at the Desperado. Okay, we're gonna have free beers. Did you hear that? F R E E free beers for uh, uh, for the first group of people that comes through, the first handful of folks going to come through, have some Widmer Hefeweizen, uh, as well as your third opportunity to win tickets to the University of Montana, University of Oregon football game in Eugene. A pair of tickets to go see the Ducks and the Grizz play at one of the all-time stadiums in college football at Austin Stadium. So we'll be giving away those tickets there. You can come down, have a couple on us, okay? Enjoy that very much. Uh, But the Desperado, and we're going to do Wing It Wednesday, for crying out loud, from the home of Wings. From the home of Wings. I don't know, is it possible to do a radio show with sauce on your neck (laughs) and your your shoulders and so forth? Because that's what I'm anticipating. It's going to be a hands-free show for me because my hands will be very much made use of on Wednesday. So come join us at the Desperado Sports Tavern for that. It's time. Let's do it. The Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula and Coulter. We wanted to talk about quarterback rankings and sort of an interesting phenomenon because, you know, I don't think anybody denies the importance or the significance maybe of having a good quarterback. And, of course, everybody wants to have, you know, an established quality guy under center. But we have seen a lot of teams be good to very good conference championship type teams that have not had the preeminent or maybe even a top half really quarterback. Now, I think we can say this. I think we can agree on this. If you have a bad quarterback, no, it will not work for you. You can't have that. But Weber State may be, you know, the most recent example of a guy in Jake Constantine who's okay, but he's not. Just generous. Okay. <laughs> I think he has upside. Okay. He has upside. He's young, but he's 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 a, he's not there yet. He's not the guy getting it done for Weber. The defense is getting it done. The running game is getting it done. Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork. Some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbow's End. I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it. And now, guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services, anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, San Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site, or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. It done for Weber State. And guess what? Getting it done to the tune of conference championships, okay, even with or, or on the verge of that, even with a guy who is maybe even in the bottom half, maybe he's, maybe he's you know, eight or ninth. 
maybe 10th out of the quarterbacks if you list them in the Big Sky Conference, whereas some other guys, some other teams have had excellent quarterback play and been pretty good but haven't necessarily been in contention at the end and what that might mean. So uh, let's flush this out a little bit for us. Set this up. Well, first of all, I think a lot of it comes down to what do you prioritize? And there's always lines that coaches give us that that stick out to me and stick with me as we continue to do this. And and last year at the Big Sky Kickoff, this was actually not on the record conversation. It was just us having – a conversation at dinner. You're saying something but, you can't say here? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, Jerome Sowers would not mind if I said this. I just thought it was an interesting take. We just didn't have a recorder in his face. But I we were you. we I'm were talking playing. about we were talking about just ball in general. Uh, it was the night before the Big Sky kickoff last year uh, when him and, and Mike Marlowe, who's the AD at NAU, were sitting at our table and we were just chatting with them. Um, but I thought Sowers made a great point. He said, I think in out west, particularly, the Pac-12, the Mountain West, and the, and the Big Sky, but also even more in the big sky than maybe any of the other Western leagues. Teams that make the decision to build the entire thing around the quarterback might actually put more on the quarterback in proportion to the level of competition than any other teams in the country. And I thought that was an interesting take because every once in a while, the the blue bloods land themselves, a, you know, a Trevor Lawrence at Clemson or a, to a Tagaloa at Alabama. But a lot of times, also, you're just getting a guy that's solid, that's just not going to lose the game for you because you're going to win games in so many other different ways because you can recruit at such a high level, especially when you're talking about up front on offensive defense and in the defensive secondary. Out West, though, a lot more often. I think it's why we've seen quarterbacks from the Big 12 and the Pac-12 be highly coveted quarterbacks at the NFL level even if their teams are not making the noise on the national level in college, a lot more is put on to them. You see it at Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington's model is to have their best player be their quarterback, and it's been like that for 20 years, and they've been outrageously successful. If you've played quarterback at Eastern Washington in the last 20 years, you have been among the the leaders for Big Sky Conference MVP, and more often than not, you've won it. Josh Blankenship won it. Eric Meyer won two. Matt Nichols won two. Bo Levi Mitchell won the Walter Payton. Vernon Adams was the was a Payton finalist two years in a row. Gage Gubert was a Payton finalist two years in a row. Now you got Eric Berrier. And looks like a big drop. <laughs> that's the thing that's crazy is like Bo Baldwin told me on the sidelines of the National Championship game, former Eastern Washington head coach who recruited Eric Berrier. He said, Coulter, I remember when Berrier first came to play for us and we were talking about him. I told you he had more juice than Vernon Adams and you laughed at me. Because you said there's nobody that's got more juice than Shooter, no. and I said, <laughs> and, and and Bo said, but guess what, he does. He does. It doesn't have, that he has a better arm. He doesn't stare down the the gun barrel like Vernon Adams did. He can't throw the deep seam like Vernon Adams did. But in the open field, forget about it. He's unbelievable in the RPO game. He's unbelievable. But then I also think that there's ways to build your program where Jay Hill, he prioritizes playing lights out defense at Weber State. They prioritize scoring points on special teams. So what Jay Hill wants is what he had two years ago in Stephen Cantwell, a guy that is just going to never mess it up. Stephen Cantwell is never going to win you a game. He's also never going to lose you a game. When it's third and seven, if everybody's covered, he's going to put his head down. He's going to get you the first down. When you know, you're trying to milk the clock. He's going to make the smart decision. He's not going to throw an interception. He's not going to take the risks. So I think it's all kind of about what you want to prioritize as well. But I think it's very interesting because when you see the preseason polls come out, the trend for the last 10 years has been the team that has the best returning starting quarterback is the favorite to win the league. And this year we saw it. Number one, Eastern Washington, Eric Berrier. Number two, UC Davis, Jake Mayer. It makes sense. But we've also seen... More often than not, with the exception of Eastern Washington, because they're the ones that have this identity and then make it come to fruition. But with Case Cookus at Northern Arizona, they were picked to win the league coming into Case Cookus' sophomore year and coming into his junior year, they were picked to finish second or third. That hasn't come to fruition. Part of that's Case Cookus' injuries, but they've had one of the top guys in the league and it hasn't played out. Dakota Prukoff only went to the playoffs one time at Montana State. Montana State was the overwhelming favorite to win the league coming into Prukoff's junior year then he you know he, he jumps ship leaves for Oregon all that but I guess what I'm saying is this I think that there's this perception is if you have the best or one of the best quarterbacks in the league you're going to be a contender and a lot of times it's just a lot more deep than that And when you look at the Montana schools Montana State has had 
three of, of the better quarterbacks in the history of the league, to be quite honest, in Travis Lule, Denarius McGee, and Dakota Prukop. There's only 14 guys in the history of college football that have thrown for 10,000 yards and rushed for 1,000 yards. Travis Lule and Denarius McGee are two of them. Montana State has two of 14 guys that have ever done that. That's incredible in itself. Those guys were four-year starters, so they had a lot of games to get on their belts. But sharing three Big Sky titles like Travis Lule did and, and helping end the streak and winning three straight Big Sky titles like Denarius McGee did, the Cats won with the quarterback. Now they're in a completely opposite situation where they, they're the ones that are trying to figure out, okay, how do we find a guy that just doesn't lose us a game? But then you look at Montana, and that's what we're going to get into now. This is the sort of the trigger point for this was Bobby Houck's notion about quarterbacks because when you look at what the Grizz did pre-Bobby Houck, no question Montana was winning with their quarterback first and foremost. Dave Dickinson, the greatest quarterback in the history of the Big Sky Conference. If Dave Dickinson didn't exist, we might think Brian Ayat was one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of Big Sky Conference. Brian Ayat threw for like 5 million yards. Dave it, Dickinson did exist, and we still think that he was one of. Oh, no doubt. I mean, Brian Ayat's, yes. Brian Ayat's playoff run in 1996 when he was throwing for literally 400 yards and four touchdowns a game is ridiculous. Yeah. It, 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 it padded his stats to the point where they were just out, outrageous because he played in 15 full games and had, you know, he threw for almost 6,000 yards that year, which is, you know, a number that's going to be hard to ever approach for anybody. But then you look at Drew Miller and then, you know, under under Joe Glenn, he was a tremendous player as well. And then Johnny Edwards, the, the consummate winner. But then when Coach Houck took over, Coach Houck went out and got himself a gunslinger in Craig Oaks, and then Craig Oaks got hurt, and 2003 was an up-and-down year for Montana because Craig Oaks couldn't stay healthy. Well, 2004, Craig Oaks gets healthy. He leads Montana all the way to the national championship game. But then after that, Montana shifted into a mode where their quarterback wasn't as important to the total success of the program, and that's not to demean Cole Berquist or Josh Schwager or Andrew Sell. I think all three of those guys are, are really good quarterbacks. Berquist and Sell were both second-team all-league guys by the time that their careers were finished. I also think there's a notion there where you're playing with so many good guys that oftentimes your accomplishments are a little bit overshadowed. When you're playing with seven or eight NFL guys like Cole Berquist was, right. it overshadows your talent. I know Cole well. I, I lived with Cole in college. Cole has one of the best arms you're ever going to see. He played professional football for six years. He played in the CFL for six years. So, he, I mean, he, he's got the talent, no doubt. But he was also overshadowed by playing with, you know, playing behind an offensive line that had – Four or five NFL hopefuls and, you know, three of the all-time greatest running backs. And a couple, yeah. I mean, when you have NFL running backs in succession. Multiple. Probably a good idea to turn to your left and give it away and turn to your right and give it away. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, and we, yeah, Lex Hilliard and Chase Reynolds, good game plan. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would like to be the OC <laughs> for that group. Rob Fennessey. I feel like I Like, like Fendog always tells us, he said, happen. I'm a spread guy. I was trying to throw the ball over the place. And Bobby said, no, nah, actually, Rob, I think we're going to hand it off to Lex. And then after that, we're going <laughs> to hand it off to Chase. Does that sound okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just think, I, I guess what I'm saying is that we have been sold this this bill of goods that the quarterback, if you do not have an elite quarterback, you cannot win. And it's... I think it's overblown at all levels of football. We've seen Tom Brady win five Super Bowls. We've seen Aaron Rodgers have a spectacular year and win a Super Bowl. But we've also seen Aaron Rodgers fall short often. We've seen a lot of elite guys fall just short, whereas we've also seen guys that are really nondescript with the exception of the times that they won Super Bowls, guys like Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson and Doug Williams and on down the line, guys that played for elite defenses, played alongside elite defenses, Win, and I think that I think that it's just it's just about what decision you want to make. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Houck, we you asked him a good question just about having a playmaking elite talent at quarterback in Dalton Sneed, like he does, who's also unquestionably one of the leaders of the team. What does that do for your program? Yeah, here's a here's a snippet. It's it's actually two questions, and it's Coulter's to kind of set it up, and then and then the follow up, and it's about. It's it's about as exactly as you said, both having a quarterback that you know can play, but then also having a quarterback that's a leader and how much does leadership matter at that spot as opposed to just in general at any other position. And uh, you, you and I both agree that we thought that, that Bobby Houck's answer to this was um, maybe not singular, but certainly unique. So here you go. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite – water slides that's right they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families groups and birthday parties 
With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Dalton's needed captain as a junior. Uh, now it seems as if he's really, really embraced the leadership role. When you have a quarterback coming back who's a senior who's also a guy that everybody on the team looks to, how much does that help you in terms of handing off the leadership like you're talking about? Well, I think any time that you've got a returning starter at quarterback, it helps your football team, you know. But, so, you know, Dalton runs it pretty well and he throws it pretty well, but his strengths are our leadership and competitiveness. That's where he's probably the best. And, you know, it goes back to, I mean, way back to when we had Justin Green, who's, you know, you bring a guy in as a transfer, they elect him a captain. It, it kind of says who he is. And so Dalton's done a great job. I think he's unusual to a degree to a lot of kids uh, this age are worried more about being popular than, than being right and leading and he is not concerned with the the former he's concerned about the latter and he's a he's a good strong leader in our locker room and on the field and we we have we have we have a significant number of guys that fit into that category but he's probably at the top there does it matter at all that he's also the quarterback you need you want to have a guy like that many guys like that but to have him be that guy and also under center does that add an element to that or does it just is it just hey if we got more guys like that we're good well i think if you ask 50 coaches that question you'd get a widely variety wide variety of uh, answer to it i don't think that you're i think you have to have a quarterback that makes plays as a quarterback i don't think he has to be the leader uh but i think it's Productive, particularly on the offensive side, when the guy that's that's in control is is the best leader on the team. I just think that helps. I don't think it's imperative. I mean, we won 100 games around here with that not being the case, but I think it adds something to the direction of the team when that's when that is what's happening. So, if I may, good but not necessary. Right. You have to have guys who are that. It doesn't have to be the quarterback, but if it if it is the quarterback, so much the better. And it's a very interesting dichotomy of philosophies when you just look at the Montana schools, because Troy Anderson is the best athlete in the Big Sky Conference. Mm-hmm. I think that we can say that now. I, there is a, a lot of guys that are up there, but Troy Anderson is the best athlete in the Big Sky Conference. Troy Anderson played an unorthodox version of quarterback, threw the ball mediocre last year, but Generous. I I still think that he gave you one of the most unique weapons in the league, and I don't think that you know, even if he was up and down throwing the ball, like, like for example, in my quarterback rankings, which we're about to do, if Troy Anderson was to be the quarterback again this year, I still have him as a top five guy in the league. I would take him over some traditional guys just because it's so hard to game plan for him and because he knows how to win. But all that aside, make no mistake, Jeff Choate decided to start Troy Anderson at quarterback for no other reason than Jeff Choate puts ultimate priority on what Bobby Houck was just talking about. He says it's, it's good but not necessary. Jeff Choate says it is the no- most necessary thing. I have to be able to trust you to get in and out. I have to be able to trust you to get in and out of the huddle, to lead with confidence, to have a presence. That's where Tucker Rovick has never been able to really knock down the door. Chris Murray was so electric, so he had so much, he had so much backing amongst his teammates because he's so spectacular. But he never really had the comfort level of the command either. And that's what, I mean, Jeff Choate loves Troy Anderson for the command that he has of the team. And I think it's interesting that, I, I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> Dalton Sneed seems like the perfect quarterback for Jeff Choate, right? And he's also the perfect quarterback for Bobby Houck, I think. Uh, and I think that the styles go hand in hand there. But Jeff Choate would love to have a guy who could throw it and run it like Dalton Sneed, who's also a fiery leader, a competitor, and is tough. Yeah, because here's the thing. I think Troy Anderson's leadership at Montana State comes from his uh, his skill, like what he does on the field, and his toughness. Totally. Because he played through a he played through a lot. 
last year right and was out there and did it and got up he played he played the position of linebacker of running back as a quarterback and uh and has you know tremendous respect uh uh well from around the league certainly from but he's also he's not a fiery leader in the way that right Dalton no Zetas, he's not a vocal right. raw raw no guy. He, he's he goes just out and does it, but he does have a presence well he's got i mean he's the ultimate leader by example right, right. because when you are when you can do the things he does, people are going to just follow you because it's just so it's so amazing to watch. It's interesting though because when you look at since the league expanded, look at some of the teams that have won or shared the league title and the quarterbacks that they had. You know, Andre Brodus at Cal Poly was was uh, was a solid option quarterback, but he's by no means you know lighting the world on fire. And Cal Poly shared that league title with Eastern Washington, who at the time had Vernon Adams. You look at Southern Utah. They've had some solid guys. Ammon Olsen is pretty good. Patrick Tyler is pretty good. But, but these guys are not Walter Payton winning quarterbacks. Keaton Studsrud I mean, what, at North Dakota. I mean, what did North Dakota decide to do? They decided we are going to just play clock ball. We are going to light you up on defense, and we're going to run the ball down your throat and milk the clock to the absolute maximum capacity. Studsrud threw 16 touchdowns his senior year, but he also never turned the ball over, and he was the ultimate field general and that's what North Dakota needed so I guess the point here is that I don't think you need to have the best quarterback in the league to win the league and I also think that if you do have the best quarterback in the league it doesn't indicate necessarily that you do win the league that said there's some good quarterbacks in the league this year so let's do our little let's do our quarterback rankings let's do the quarterback rankings right on the other side let's do it okay big sky conference QB ratings happy to be coming in here between breaks like he does and shin kicking us like always. Hey, it's the Montana Football Hour. It is presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. Lithia Ford of Missoula is proud to support the young men and women of the Missoula 4-H Club. This group of future leaders will be holding a livestock sale at the Missoula Fairgrounds August 10th. You can go check that out. Also, at Lithia Ford of Missoula, the Hurry Up and Save Sales event continues, and their customers can enjoy 20% off estimated savings on America's best-selling pickup, the Ford F-150. They can also choose to receive 0% financing for 72 months on the 2019 Ford F-150 for well-qualified buyers. Additionally, these savings are available on the 2019 Ford Escape, Ford Edge, and Ford Expedition. These great deals are running through the 31st of July, so hurry up and save big today. Quarterback rankings as such, and maybe the dark horses of the big sky next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive. Innovative. And a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Tinninger cleared six feet, ten and three quarters inches. Sacramento on Sunday. It's uh, impressive. Hi. His his story is a fascinating one to me because he set the Montana all-class record when he was 14 years old, and he was the best high jumper ever mm. when he was 14. I mean, he set the national 14 and under high jump record. He's the, he has the top high jump in the history of America when he's 14 years old. For 13 to 14-year-olds. He still, he hasn't, he, his marks are the same. It's just, it's very interesting to me that he hits such a peak so early on. He, he I mean, when you're still going 6'11", and so, I mean, Florida was, he had seven one and a half on the bar for his final jump, and he almost cleared it. Mm-hmm. That's elite. There's no doubt. It's elite for a high school kid. There's no doubt. It's just very interesting to me that he was transcendently good at such a young age, and he, he's, I mean, he's, he, ha, he hasn't gone below it. He's, he's a 6'10 guy every time out, and he flirts with seven feet often. It's amazing. But... You think when you have a six foot ten and a half 
baseline when you're 14. By the time you're 18, you got seven feet. You got seven feet, seven three, seven whatever. It's just, it's, it's interesting story, uh, but it's also crazy how many elite high jumpers there are right now in Montana. Um, you know what I call six ten? What's that? high jump bar? The only one that I can get under correctly for what's that game that you play? <laughs> limbo for the limbo. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's two tell new ones. One two nine ESPN Radio. Great to be with you. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. And now, this month, July, celebrating 30 years in business, their 30th birthday. They're celebrating by offering you 30% off. That's right, up to 30% off off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. The Kurtz for their 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, it is the Montana Football Hour. We continue in it. And we wanted to rank the quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference, Coulter. Uh, not necessarily rank them, but just, well, we kind of power rank them. And, yeah. and we have a list here of not not an exhaustive list, not even a list you know of every team. In fact, some teams we don't even, I mean, Southern Utah, who knows who their quarterback is going to be? Right. Montana State. <laughs> who knows who their quarterback's going totally. to be? So we could go through some of these, but there's some guys. I mean, look, Jake Mayer returns. He is not merely the all-conference preseason quarterback. He's the all-conference offensive MVP coming into this season. So he is the class of this group, as well as presumably Case Cookus, who, has, who was at one point that guy who has been derailed by uh, uh, injuries. But talent-wise, skill-wise, certainly if he's out there, a guy who is – uh, one of the outstanding quarterbacks uh, in the Big Sky Conference, Eric Berrier, what he showed last year, Dalton Sneed, uh, you know, is is in the conversation, and maybe a few others as well. For my money, and Troy Anderson, frankly, if you're going to include him. For for my money, I think that I think that Jake Mayer is the most cerebral quarterback in the league. I think UC Davis runs the most complex scheme. I think Case Cookus has the most arm talent mm-hmm. in the league. I think Dalton Sneed is the toughest quarterback in the league. If Troy Anderson's not playing quarterback. I think those two guys are neck and neck and far as toughness goes. Oh, man. I mean, both these guys have taken some licks. Troy, because he's just a straight runner. And Dalton, because he is a runner, but as much out of necessity as out of, uh, you know, something that he would do naturally. And he will run naturally. But we we saw, I saw Dalton Sneed take some licks, and I was dude. like, well, dude, Cam you, Humphrey, let's did, get ready to go. And he just, up. Oh, Back to the huddle. The Amazing. U, the UC Davis game last year mm. where he broke free on mm. that run towards the end of the game. Hurdled the guy. Oh. Man, that's, that's I mean, in, in retrospect, it, it's all – everything's twenty twenty in hindsight, but he threw a pick on the next play. They should have took him out of the game. I mean, he, he got destroyed. Yeah. But he's still in there. He never came out of the game even for a snap. So, and testament to him. that's part of that leadership, right? But, uh, all that said, I think all, the, I think all those guys share elite traits. But for my money, Eric Berry is my number one guy in the Big Sky Conference. And people would say that's crazy when Jake Mayer is not only the preseason player of the year in the league, but he's the reigning player of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the Big Sky Offensive Player of the Year a year ago. Case Cookus has been a national award winner. He was the national freshman of the year. And when he is at his best, he is he's a, he's a top-level talent. He's an FBS-type talent. But to me, when you run the run-pass option and you can run it to the efficiency that Eric Berrier can, and now that Aaron Best has put his stamp on the offense for Eastern Washington and they're running the ball as prevalently and efficiently and powerfully as they are, you know, when, you got, when, you, when you're running for 280 yards a game and then you can run the RPO and you have an RPO quarterback like Eric Berrier and he, and he can pull the ball like he was in their playoff run, there, Eric Berrier, if he can harness the momentum he gained during last season, his, his first start, Eastern Washington hung 55 points against Southern Utah. His second start, they did not score a touchdown against Weber State. Mm -hmm. He was all out of sorts. He was completely in a state of disarray. He had no idea what Weber was doing coverage-wise. He he looked like he was overwhelmed. And then he was pretty good the next couple games. And then all of a sudden, as it started to roll, he went off against Portland State in the season finale. And then, boom, into the playoffs. And now he's going crazy. Against Maine, it was one of the great – Offensive performances I've honestly ever seen. He he shredded Maine, and I thought to myself, "How does Eastern do it? How do they keep getting dudes that are just that are 
not only just on par with the tradition, but in certain ways, even more hard to defend. And I think Barry is the hardest guy to defend that they've ever had because of his quick decision-making, his quick release, the fact that he can throw the ball on a rope, and the fact that he is so athletic and elusive. So I have him. I would put him number one. I would put, I would put Jake Mayer and Case Cookus, one, 2A and 2B. To me, the most interesting part about that is that you wonder, say they could both have Tim Plow as their offensive coordinator. Then who would be better? I'm not sure because well, Plow is the is the common denominator between those two guys, and when Plow's calling the offense, I think Tim Plow is the best offensive coordinator of the Big Sky Conference. This is the exact point, one of them that I wanted to touch on because I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to say that Jake Mayer is the best quarterback in the Big Sky Conference. I think that's but I'm fair. But I'm also going to say that uh, you know we talked a lot, a lot on this show about fit from a coaching standpoint but fit matters really for everything and it's maybe most obvious for quarterback you said jake mayer is the most cerebral quarterback in the big sky conference well guess what to attend uc davis and play in tim plow's offense you better be with dan hawkins as your coach dan hawkins so 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 if let's put it like this if the skill set is is one assessment of a quarterback and the things that he can do. Eric Berrier may w- well be the guy, but if playing the quarterback in a system, which is what you do have to do, is is you know the barometer of this at some level, then then I think Jake Mayer can't be better suited. And and if you threw Eric Berrier in that system, uh, or Case Cook is in that system at UC Davis, they would probably be great. They would probably thrive, but would it be to the same level that Jake Mayer is able to take them because of the mental aspect of it? And, I mean, you don't have to look far, 12 in New England, to see what a brain, a, a properly oriented, it's not about smarts per se, right? This is about uh, about the quickness and ability to assess and decision make and execute in the moment and under fire. And those are the things that it seems like Jake Mayer brings to the table in addition to, you know, the ability to play, which I'm not saying these other guys don't, but you certainly have to have that in that system, in that place, and he's got it. Well, to contrast that, Tim Plow's offense when Case Kirkus was the quarterback was largely different than what it is with Jake Mayer as the mm. quarterback as well. Jake Mayer is making a ton of pre-snap and post-snap decisions. There's a lot of West Coast elements to it. There's a lot of varying tempos, not just up-tempo. NAU, they were running a lot of RPO stuff because Cookus is so good at dropping it in the bucket. Mm-hmm. And when they, I mean, when th- there was so much more than just Case Cookus getting hurt that's gone on at NAU the last couple of years, Tim Plow leaving, that that was an impactful thing for a lot of the star players at NAU. The other injuries that they suffered, including Emmanuel Butler not being able to stay healthy, which, by the way, I touted Emmanuel Butler as one of the great NFL prospects in the Big Sky Conference. And he didn't get drafted. But he's ripping it up with the Saints right now. He's the talk of Saints camp. They brought him to the podium yesterday mm. to, to get, have him answer questions. He said Drew Brees is taking him under his wing. He said, you know, Sean Payton had a long soundbite. So he's a guy we certainly have our eye on. We love him. But when Butler was healthy and Cookus was healthy, Shred. those guys were Shred. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they, they were just, they were killing people with how often they could stretch the field. Everybody knew that's what they were trying to do. And they could still do it. So I do, I do think, though, that those three guys are the top three guys, but then I think Dalton Sneed's right there as well. One other thing I want to talk about on this, 2 tell one is 102.9 ESPN, the Montana football hours we do in the first hour of every show every Monday. Uh, uh, I've tried to figure out which is right, and I finally decided that that that, that it's not an either-or situation. It's a, it's, a, it's a dependent, but it could be both. One is a coach takes over a football team, and – the coach prior to him has is more reflected in what the team does for the next year or even two and even into the third than the coach who's now taken over for it or the day the coach takes over for the football team that's their team and they do the thing here's my here's what i'm saying uh uh, uh brady hoke at michigan mm-hmm. three and eight i think is last season before he gets fired and jim harbaugh comes in as a reclamation project and all these guys they're not even big 10 types of athletes and this and that and the other wins nine games john harbaugh said or excuse me jim harbaugh said that no no no, we're, we're doing this right away right here right now with these guys this was his team other guys the effects good and or bad last much longer when we talked uh to aaron best the big sky conference kickoff you because you asked the question 
you know, he just keeps stacking up, lining up quarterbacks. He goes, man, look, I didn't, I didn't recruit Eric Berrier. I'm an offensive line coach. What would I be doing here doing this? Where do these guys come from? Well, Bo Baldwin and his staff brought them in. Aaron Best deserves a ton of credit because they went to the national championship game with a guy who wasn't even the starter for the football team playing football in a different way. But what I am curious to see is can the lineage continue when it is now Aaron Best's recruiting job to Mm -hmm. get that next guy up because that isn't Eric Berrier was a gift in a lot of ways, you know, to to the now departed Bull Baldwin for the Pac-12. Absolutely, and you know, Paul Wolf before Bull Baldwin. I mean, that that was and Mike Kerner before that. I mean, there's been mm-hmm. three straight great coaches that recruited yes. great quarterbacks, and can Aaron Best keep it going? And That's, certainly, uh, I, this is not a knock against Aaron Best at all, but it is to me a reflect. I mean, he said this directly to us. I had no hand in bringing Eric Berry to no Eastern doubt, Washington. No doubt, but they have they have formed such an unbelievable portfolio of production and consistency. Yes. You can sell that, right? I mean, you just walk in the guy's house and hand him Dave Cook's stat pack. Yeah. Say, hey, you want to play quarterback at Eastern Washington? I'm going to give you five minutes to read this sheet on quarterbacks at Eastern Washington. And then the kid says, oh, man, well, you guys have had seven National Player of the Year finalists in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, half the quarterbacks in the CFL went to Eastern Washington. You know, they they have so much. It's, it's such a strong um, foundation. But you know, after those kind of top four, I got Dalton Snead number four. And I honestly would put, if Troy Anderson was to play quarterback this year, which I don't think it's out of the question, we'll see. But I would put him at number five above a lot of the more traditional guys. And I don't think he's a better thrower by any means than any of those guys. I just think that he brings an intangible and unique element. Uh, but I think that's here and over there because I, 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 I don't think it's impossible that Troy Anderson is a full-time quarterback at Montana State this year, but I don't think it's likely. Mm-hmm. But after that, I think that there's some other pretty talented guys that play for some of the lesser notable teams. And those three guys are Kevin Thompson at Sac State. We saw that here in Missoula when he was pretty darn good. But just one thing to note quickly. Yep. The top five teams in the Big Sky Conference, four of them are four of what we are calling the top five quarterbacks. The one exception is Weber State. Well, I, think, I would one, say Montana State's an exception too, though. It, Montana State's a top five team in the Big Sky Conference this year, and and their quarterback situation is the, the three most murky quarterback situations in the league right now are Cal Poly, uh, Southern Utah, and Montana State. Okay. I mean, but uh, you're right. And yet the production that they had at quarterback with Troy Anderson there is undeniable, right? So that the you're right. It is very murky coming into this season, but in any case, and then NAU would be the outlier the other direction where with a new coach and not sure what you're going right. to get where you have what seems like a rock-solid quarterback and and a middle-of-the-pack expectation from from the Lumberjacks. I mean, two of the four guys that we agreed on as consensus top four guys, Dalton Steen and Case Cookus, they did not make the playoffs last year. Sure. So that just reemphasizes the fact that it's not the end-all, be-all. No, it isn't. But it is if you're, I mean, when you're projecting out, the best quarterbacks in the league generally are playing for the best teams in the league, at least expectations. No doubt. Okay. I, I think Kevin Thompson at Sac State is a really good player. I think that mm-hmm. Sac State went from 7-4 and four to 2-9 and nine last year, and so much of it had to do with injuries, and so much of it had to do with just unrest in the locker room. I think you saw that with Jody Sears getting a contract extension after the 7-4 and four year and then getting swiftly fired I by, by the new AD. I think this is right, too. Kevin Thompson didn't just get an additional medical retreat. They yeah, actually two. turned his clock back or forward yes. or however it is so he is a junior right coming into this season which i mean yeah don't sleep on those hornets no doubt and okay. I, I mean we talk about the kind of the connections here i mean bobby hauck recruited kevin thompson to unlv right. and then paul wolf helped bring kevin thompson from unlv to sac state paul wolf was the guy, one of the guys as part of this eastern washington coaching lineage uh, i also think that jacob nip at northern colorado is a really good player he had a solid freshman year and he was having a great sophomore year before he suffered the first of what has been three straight years of his season getting ended by a broken clavicle same injury sacked lands on his side it's the injury that the nfl is trying to prevent it's the injury that aaron Rodgers had for a moment in time a couple years back and you know it's it's a bummer for him i don't know i don't think i think it's inconsequential if he's good this year or not anthony bar should be kicked out of the league i'm just that i'm just kidding I, I, I'm, I'm not just an Anthony, I'm, a, I'm not an Anthony Barr fan. I was cool when they traded him to the Jets, but then they untraded him. So whatever. I think Anthony, you're not an Anthony Barr fan. He's all right. Oh. He should be way better than he is. He should be. He should be way better than he is. If he it, should be way better than he is, but he's way better than whoever's next. 
That's probably true. Anthony Barr is one of the ultimate, if you played like you looked, you'd be one of the best guys in the league. I mean. Who looks better than that guy? <laughs> not not many. Not many, exactly. Uh, Smith. He's, he's sort of frustrating. Uh, and then the other guy I think worth noting, because I actually think he's a gamer, and I think he's a competitive guy. I think he throws on the run, and I think he he overcame a lot of deficiencies is Davis Alexander at Portland State. Mm. When, when we're talking yeah, about he's – He's a player. When man. we're talking about yes. when we're talking about what you're what are you going to prioritize? When we're talking about what are you going to prioritize? If a program like Weber State, who we had Jake Constantine mentioned here too, and I think Jake Constantine is outside looking in when you're talking about those other eight guys we just named. I also think Mason Petrino at Idaho. Same, same. Just they're not they're not there. But if you're going to build a program like Montana State or Weber State has, Davis Alexander would be a great quarterback for you. Right, like if if Davis Alexander was at Montana State, we'd probably be picking Montana State to win the league this year. If Davis Alexander was at Weber State, we certainly would be picking Weber State to win the league this year. I mean, if you knew who the quarterback was going to be because you'd seen him on film and were like, "Hey, this guy's pretty good," and he was the quarterback of Montana State, you'd be picking Montana State just about certainly. I find it interesting that there's been a couple guys, Stephen Cantwell at Weber State, Alex Caressa at Portland State, guys that were undersized junior college quarterbacks. He came in the league and made an instant impact and got their teams to the playoffs. And it's interesting to me that other schools haven't gone that route. But now, Montana's going that route for the first time. I mean, Jeff Disney was brought in to compete with Craig Oaks 15 years ago when Bobby Houck first got the job at Montana. But other than that, there's been very few, if any, junior college quarterbacks mm-hmm. at either of the Montana schools. But now they got one in Dalton Sneed. It's He's obviously a bounce-back guy who went to an FBS school first but I just think it's it's kind of fascinating that there's no, that's not more prevalent in the Big Sky. Right. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, the Montana Football Hour. Quickly, for our friends up in Canada, Brendan, our boy, is listening up there. He says, uh, by the way, just so you know, Travis Lay, 81 starts in the CFL, threw for 21,000 and change passing yards, 33rd all-time CFL history. Travis Lulay, one of our upcoming inductees to the Montana Football Hall of Fame, so mm-hmm. we'll have to... Make the rounds, get him on the show. Great, great dude. He's uh, I love talking to Travis. Love catching up with him every time he's around. Quick break. We'll come back. What's going on in the recruiting trail in the state of Montana? Tell you next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 